So obviously want to dig into the new album, talk about the Up From The Sewer tour, and get your opinion on a couple of things, because after all, we're just rock fans, heavy metal, hard rock fans, wherever you want to slice it up. You, what you do, what I do, we're all just ultimately music fans. But uh, let's dig into the album to, to get things started. Graveside Confessions. And I'm kind of curious for you, was this album uh, kind of written during the pandemic, before the pandemic, throughout the pandemic? Kind of take me back to the timeline. Take me back to March of 2020. Where were you guys at with the album? Uh, see, March of 2020, we didn't we didn't have an album. <laughs> Not yet, so <laughs> We were just about to go on a co-headline tour with Three Teeth, the Meta X tour, a uh, tour that we had worked really hard on and were really excited about. And literally 12 hours before bus call uh, for that first day to get picked up, the tour got canceled because of COVID. And um, it was a tough place for us to start the tour because uh, we had a lot of production expenses related to the tour kicking off. But then ultimately we didn't play a single date. So we kind of started off in a rough place. Um, And then as far as the writing goes, we sort of reverted to writing pretty quickly because uh, obviously tours were getting canceled and we were really not getting, you know, any insight into when it might come back. So pretty much, I guess in April really was when we just really started writing. I think it was kind of just a way to stay sane, to be honest. We just threw ourselves into the studio just because the world was getting too crazy. Right. No, yeah, absolutely. Got to keep focused. Got to keep your head down. Keep working. It's like you said, once once everything does clear up, then you go back out on the touring and the road and you don't have to worry about the album part so really the album was pretty much written over the, during the pandemic like i thought then yeah absolutely you know the only song that was written prior was cursed which sean wrote that song in january of 2020 so it was and even the, i don't even think we finished it it was pretty close i guess but yeah you know so really we only had one one out of the 15 even sort of close to being a song prior to everything getting shut down you know i've been loving what i've been hearing so far Pray for Peace, Seven Souls, the title track. And it got me to kind of thinking, thinking back to the last album, I loved what you did with Alyssa White Glues and having her come in on No Light, She'll Save Us. And kind of curious, are there any guest appearances on the uh, upcoming album, Graveside Confessions? No guest appearances. We kind of went the opposite direction this time around. And, you know, a lot of people work on World War X. We had the Ted Jensen, Jason Sukoff, uh, obviously Alyssa, Angel, you know, and and then, of course, the band. So this time around, we kind of just looked internally and we really just did it with just the four of us, uh, not just uh, as far as guest musicians go, but even as far as just engineers working on the record. You know, Sean engineered the record uh, himself. So it was all pretty in-house, you know. Nice, nice. And, uh, you know, let's go back to the first tune that we kind of heard from the album. I think it's going to be on the album, right? You're including the Corn Dead Bodies Everywhere cover on the uh, on the album, right? Yep. And it Yeah, got- absolutely. Yeah. Kind of curious, was Korn kind of that gateway band for you into the heavier side of music? They weren't for me personally, no. Um, I kind of came through by way of the goth scene. I was really into Manson, uh, Nine Inch Nails, uh, White Zombie, KMFDM, and then from there I found Cradle of Filth and Dibby Bulgear. So I actually kind of skipped the, the new metal thing as far as like when it was coming out in the early 2000s. I was already way into death and black metal but for Sean they were a huge influence for Sean and for Corey they were a huge influence for Corey
story. So, you know, uh, I've come to love corn a lot more in the last, you know, 15 years. But as far as like, it's a part of my musical journey. I actually didn't get into them till, uh, till I met the guy, you know, Sean and them. They sort of introduced me to, to Slipknot and Corn and those sort of bands. Did they have to talk you into, come on, let's do this cover? Or did it make sense once they said it and you went, oh yeah, that, that works for Carnifex? Oh, no, I was fully on board for the cover. You know, we actually had tried, we actually had done a, uh, another cover. We uh, we did Cannibal Corpse's Hammer Smash Face, but ultimately we decided not to use it because we just kind of couldn't make it any more brutal. You know, it was already a pretty gnarly song. And so uh, that's when Sean came back with his, you know, his version of Dead Bodies Everywhere. And it was this great blend of, of their original style and their song, but still putting our thumbprints all over it. Yeah, I mean, it definitely, it sounds like Carnifex, but then to have like the little, I don't know what you call it, baby chimes or whatever at the beginning, I was like, whoa, it's just <laughs> yeah. like the corn record. Like, it's crazy. I'm bummed that we're not going to get to hear that you guys doing Hammer Smash Face. I mean, that's see the light of day at some point, maybe. Oh, you know, I don't know. I mean, we kind of, we, we kind of scrapped it and, and that's why we did Dead Bodies Everywhere. We kind of, I don't know, we just couldn't really make it any more brutal was the thing. So we figured, ah, you know, just leave it. We'll, we'll find something else to cover. You know, it, you know, I wasn't going to go go down this route, but since you brought it up, kind of mentioning coming in from the, the goth side of things and from the Nine Inch Nails and the Marilyn Manson, you can maybe help me out on a family debate. <laughs> a debate I have. Sure. I have a debate with my wife since you're a fan. She's a Nine Inch Nails fan. I'm a Nine Inch Nails fan. Debate is really simple. You have to pick one, and it's album one versus album two. Pretty Hate Machine versus the Downward Spiral, but you can only pick one. I'll probably have to say Downward Spiral just because I've kind of just found myself lost in that record more, and it's a little bit longer. And that's not taking anything away from Pretty Hate Machine, which it's an amazing album. But I would probably say Downward Spiral, yeah. See, now I know that's why I loved you. And that's my pick, too. And I also thought, <laughs> I also thought too, that, it, the, you know, the production was a little bit better. Obviously, more mm-hmm, toys to play with. But I thought that there was a lot more soundscapes. There was a lot more different textures and styles and sounds where the first album kind of all sounded like it was made on the same Casio. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, you know, the, fir- the first one is definitely a formative sound. But then it's, it's that album where it's like you see it take a, a more of a full shape in my opinion and brutally heavy too i mean that album is seriously heavy especially for like the mid 90s when heavy wasn't kind of cool you know back then yeah exactly i mean i was coming to nine inch nails from grunge i was really you know into grunge when i was like 10 11 12 so yeah that was kind of like it made an easy transition for me because grunge bands were already like dark and depressing you know <laughs> <laughs> totally do you have a favorite uh tune off a of downward spiral just to wrap up the the nine inch nails segment you know i really for me i think it's just i want to hear the record as a whole because it takes me back to that time when we used to sit down with music and like pour over the booklet and it's just you and your room and a cd player and i miss those days maybe because you know you're not an adult yet and you're just hiding in your room like there's something (laughs) there's something fun about that you know No, I'm with you, man, though. I would do the same thing. Geek out over all that. Do who got thanked in the liner notes and all that crazy mm-hmm. stuff, you know? Miss those Absolutely, days for sure. Yeah. Well, hey, talking about uh, the good old days and, and the future and coming up, we got the Up From the Sewer Tour. Really looking forward to that. We got you September 18th at the Blasco Theater, downtown L.A., playing with a bunch of old friends. And uh, I'm sure you're just excited to get back out there on the road. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's been a long time coming. You know, L.A. in particular, that's basically a hometown show for us. The fact that it's already sold out is amazing. Um, we'll be there on the new record, you know, so we'll be playing new stuff, selling new merch. And obviously, the lineup is pretty much as good as it gets if you're a metalhead. So it's I just can't wait to get out there, to be honest with you. And I imagine with it being such a stacked lineup, shorter set, I imagine next to impossible to pick <laughs> your set list. How do you pick a set list for a, a, a tour like that? You know, that's, that's a good question. We had, uh, we officially have more albums than we have uh, time for songs. So we, <laughs> we have time for seven songs, but we have eight records. So, yeah, we've kind of gotten to a position where, you, where obviously you got to just, you know, leave whole you know, years of the band out. Um, so, you know, we're, we're going to try to focus on, on some of the new stuff. Um, but then also, you know, you got to play the fan favorites. So it, it'll be a mix of, you know, it'll be a mix of what people want to hear and then the mix of the new tracks from the new album. And you guys have toured with the Black Dahlia Murder a bazillion times. You got to be old friends with Trevor by now, right? Yeah, yeah, we're, we're friends with those guys. Um, I mean, we haven't done a bazillion tours together, but I think we've done, I think this is our third tour together. And then we've, you know, crossed paths on a bunch of different festivals and stuff over the years. So, and then speaking to this tour in particular, you know, it, it's been planned for quite a while. This was a tour that was supposed to happen in 20. So this tour in particular, we've been probably talking about for, I mean, over a year now. So it's like, <laughs> let's just do the damn thing already. <laughs> well, dude, uh, last thing I got to hit you with, as we are one of those old school radio stations, we still do mandatory Metallica. We still kind of worship at the altar of Metallica every night at 10 o'clock and uh, wanted to make okay. you a part of that. Just last week was the 30th anniversary of the Black Album. I kind of think that that's where I've been kind of hitting everyone with. Do you remember the first time you heard the Black Album or Inner Sandman or, or mm-hmm. Metallica? Take me back to... I do. 30 years ago or whenever that was. I'm trying to tell you, I don't know the exact year. The the record had already been out. You know, the record had already been out. This was probably 94, somewhere in there, I'm guessing, you know. So I'm I'm 10, maybe 11 years old. I'm pretty young. And I remember a friend of mine was having a Halloween party. So uh, I was going as Data from Star Trek. (laughs) And so uh, I'm I'm wearing my Data from Star Trek uniform. And then, you know, they kind of had their house set up with like, you know, different lights and stuff and then my friend's room was like the cemetery so he had like the strobe light on like it was thunder and he was playing inner sandman you know and it was cobwebs up and that was like the coolest thing ever to me it was like uh you know his room was like the the ultimate like haunted halloween place uh and that was the first time i i heard metallica was getting uh strobe light in the face uh, on <laughs> Halloween night uh, thinking, man, it's the heaviest, scariest, best music I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so now do you see like cobwebs every time you hear that song come on the radio? You know, I think of that moment, to be honest with you, because I remembering, you know, a feeling of something that's the first impression can be super powerful. And I, and maybe it was because it was like Halloween. So I was kind of already like just excited that it was Halloween. But then like hearing that intro, you know, and then he had like, a, a fan on and so there was like cold air blowing in the window and uh, he had the spider webs and, and the strobe light and I don't know it just captured my imagination I think that was probably the day I became a metalhead right there and then did did that lead you to going out and buying the Metallica CD 
CD at that point or checking them out and kind of? Well, it was actually a tape. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I, I went and got the tape. Yeah, whatever like metal stuff I got around that time. Um, what else? It was still a lot of grunge stuff, you know. And oh, I was getting some Smashing Pumpkins. That's right, I was into Smashing Pumpkins, Rage Against the Machine. Uh, I, I thought it was pretty cool. So yeah, right around that era, I think was when I was listening to those bands. And lastly, you got to pick a, uh, a tune for Mandatory Metallica. What tune can we play for you, Scott? Uh, so does it have to be from Black Album or any any album? Any album you want, bro. I, I was just making a note because the Black Album was 30, okay. 30th anniversary, but pick any Metallica tune you want. I'm going to go King Nothing uh, because it's kind of, it's on a record that I know some people don't really like. You know, it's on Load, but I actually think Load was a pretty good record. Maybe I'm, I'm young enough that when I was watching all those videos on MTV, I thought they were still badass. Uh, <laughs> so I, I'm going to go with, with King Nothing. Beautiful, Scott. Thank you so much for the time and man and the music and can't wait to see you out there at the Blasco Theater. All right, man. I'll see you out there. Thanks. Bye-bye.